Be seated. People ask me all the time, Michael, what was your big break? Our next guest has performed on Comedy Central's Premium Blend. He made his first appearance on The Tonight Show from Montreal Comedy Festival. You've seen him on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. That wasn't a big break. The big break was at a club. And right before I got on stage, I had a change in mindset about comedy. Normally when a comedian gets on stage, he wants to get laughs from people. And I felt a little shift take place where I felt like I was to go up there and give them an opportunity to laugh. Now I'm not looking to take. I'm looking for an opportunity to give. This changed everything. My name is Michael Jr. I'm going to do some jokes. And ultrasounds come in color now, which is ridiculous. I know it's a black baby. It better be a black baby. I leave the club that night, and there's all these people giving me hugs and high-fives, telling me their favorite jokes. Then I look across the street, and I saw a homeless guy. And I thought to myself, what about him? Most comedy, most jokes are set up. My son, four years old, looks at me out of nowhere. He says, Dad, I want to be a doctor. I was like, yes, yes. And then a punchline. Then he said, or a dinosaur. I understand that me doing comedy and doing all of these TV shows and making all these people laugh is really just a setup. My punchline is to make laughter commonplace in uncommon places. We go to Montrose, Colorado, a place called the Dolphin House. They take care of children who have been abused by their parents. And his grandmother explains to me that her um, grandson is being abused by his mom. He's so afraid of his mom that everywhere he goes, he wears a Spider-Man costume. So I get on stage, sitting right up front, Spider-Man. I start doing comedy. People start laughing, slowly but surely. Probably about 25 minutes into it, I hear a voice. And the voice says, my name is Ronan. And this little boy pulls off his mask. And it was one of the most powerful moments in my entire comedy career. Here's the deal. If we could just stop asking the question, what could I get for myself? and start asking the question, what can I give from myself? I think people would learn that you don't have to be a comedian to deliver a punchline. It's really what I want to get across to people. And I think I just did. I looked at the camera again. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. What a, what a great shift, huh? Asking Instead of asking, what can I get for myself, what can I give from myself? And, you know, I believe that's a shift that every believer in Jesus Christ is called to make. And we're starting this new message series this morning called Generous God, and it, it's a series to help us, no matter where, on you, where you are on that spectrum of getter or giver, uh, to move uh, uh, over on that, uh, to be more like Jesus Christ and move towards being an even more generous giver. You know, our God is a generous God, isn't he? 
Uh, I mean, he is generous in his nature, and he's built abundance into creation. When I was thinking about what image could I use, because I create the slides for the series, and, and I was thinking, what image can I use to get that across? And I thought about the dandelion seed. I mean, uh, is there abundance of dandelions or what? Yeah. <laughs> and you just get one of those that goes to seed, and there, it produces hundreds of seeds that go and plant hundreds of dandelions, right, that produce hundreds of seeds, right, that produce hundreds of dandelions, right? So just there's just this abundance, and, and then there's bunnies, right, <laughs> and, and fruit trees, and and all of these other ways that God just has built abundance into the natural world and into creation. But more than that, God has, uh, is generous in his grace and his mercy. Um, if you've taken that step to have faith in Jesus Christ, he's given you the fullness of new life. In addition to that, he's given us his Holy Spirit. I like what Titus, uh, what Timothy, uh, Paul says in Titus 3.5, he says, he's saved us, not because of the righteous things that we've done. So it's not because of an abundance of things that we've done, but because of his mercy. He's generous in mercy. He's washed away our sins, not just a few of them, all of our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out his spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. He has generously give us, given us his Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to, to correct us, uh, to comfort us, to help us. And we've been blessed by God's abundant generosity. God is a giving God. And the bottom line is, if we are really, truly followers of Jesus Christ, we'll be giving as well. But it's not something that comes easily. It's not something that comes naturally as part of our, our, our human nature. Our human nature is to give. So we're going to start today by looking at the story of a man who made the shift from getter to giver. And, and his story is one that's for, that we're all familiar with, at least those that grew up in the church. Uh, you sang a song about him in Sunday school. Everybody know who we're talking about today? Zacchaeus, that wee little man, right? Is, uh, we could just sing this scripture, actually, I think. It's found in Luke 19, if you want to read along in your Bibles. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Some translations say he was very rich. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead. He climbed a sycamore tree, right, to see him, and since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached that spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, you come down from there because I'm going to your house today, right? Okay. All right, we all, we all got that part. So he came down at once, and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this. All the people saw this. And they began to mutter, He's gone to the, be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up, and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, 
Here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what is lost. Like I said, for those of us who are raised in the church, this is the story of a cute little guy who climbs up a tree because he wants to see Jesus, right? And you can probably picture still that little cartoon or the, maybe the flannel graph that he stuck on the felt board, you know. Uh, we like Zacchaeus. You know, he does this complete turnaround and becomes the hero in his own story and one of the heroes in in the Bible, but that wasn't the way the people in Zacchaeus's town saw him. He hadn't always been the hero that he could have been, and we can be pretty sure that Zacchaeus was not a giver prior to his encounter. If Jack, Zacchaeus had been living in this generous, I'm going to give half of all my possessions kind of way uh, prior to his dinner with Jesus, you would imagine that when Jesus was passing by that day, People would have let Zacchaeus to the front. Oh, come stand by me, Zacchaeus. You know, they, they would have welcomed him by their side. But no, what well, seems that it's the exact opposite. They were, like, blocking him out. They were not letting him through. So he had to climb a tree in order to see Jesus. And in their eyes, he was a sinner of the highest order. People were angry that Jesus was going to have dinner with him. Uh, and this is the, the guy that has the loud parties at night that gets dogs barking, you know, until all morning of the, uh, all the hours of the morning and keeps children up late. He was the rich guy who got rich at their expense. He was a getter. But an encounter with Jesus changed everything. He went from a getter to a giver, something that only Jesus can do in our hearts. And, and he will do that when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. So this morning we're going to explore Zacchaeus' story a little bit and look at three steps that we can take to see the opportunities, like Michael Jr. was talking about, that we have each day to, to, to give rather than to get. So in your message notes, um, we're going to look at three steps to be more intentional about giving. The first step is to make that shift from giver, from getter to giver. From getter to giver. Zacchaeus made the shift from focusing on himself and on what he could get to focusing on what he could give. And when Zacchaeus announced that he was going to give away half of his possessions and if he had wronged anybody, that he was going to give four times back, Jesus said that that was an indication that salvation had come to Zacchaeus' house. That was one of the indications that he knew that Zacchaeus, that salvation had come to Zacchaeus. To truly follow Jesus, to be like Jesus, is to make that shift from getter to giver. You know, God is a giving God. Here's another scripture we're all familiar with for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall 
have eternal life. God gave his son. Jesus gave his life for us. And, and to follow Jesus is to learn to move from a getter to a giver. And, and that sh- shift um, begins with truly giving your life to Jesus Christ, truly surrendering your life to Jesus Christ for that first time, saying, Lord, come and be the Lord of my life. But it's also a daily action because getting comes naturally, right? <laughs> um, but we have to be intentional about making the shift to giving every day. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out there, and I'm not going to try to get a laugh. I'm going to give a laugh. Uh, I'm going to go out there. I'm not trying to get attention for myself. I'm going to give others attention and others praise. I'm not going out there to get something for myself. I'm going out there to look for ways throughout my day to give to others and add value to others. And I was thinking about some of the ways that this plays out in life. I made a short list of two kinds of attitudes. I was thinking, getters wait for others to make the world a better place for them. Givers look for ways to make the world a better place for everyone. Getters are always asking the question, what's in it for me? Givers ask the question, what's the kingdom opportunity? What has God given me that I can give back that will make the kingdom of God visible and his name great? Getters have a me-first attitude and God gets the leftovers. Givers have a God-first attitude. They give God their first and their best and trust God to multiply the rest. And then getters accumulate to bless themselves. Givers see themselves as channels through which God can bless others. Getters and givers. Now, I heard Michael Jr. talking uh, about the background for the video that we just watched, and he was saying, uh, he said a little more about that incident where he saw the homeless man. He said when he walked out of that um, studio into the alley and he saw the homeless man, he said, um, what about him? What can I give to make him laugh? And, and then he felt like God was saying, do you really want to know? And, and he said at first, he said, nope. <laughs> and then he said, yes, and God gave him the answer. So he, he decided that when he was touring, whatever city he was going to do a comedy act at, he would have his staff find out where there was a homeless shelter there, and he would do his act at the homeless shelter for homeless people, and that's where he came across the little guy in the Spider-Man costume. He made that decision to use whatever he had to, to give instead of to get. And, you know, when I do a series on giving, uh, we often think about money and, you know, financial resource, resources are part of giving. But God has given us so much. Uh, he gives each of us 24 hours a day uh, that we can give some of that back to God. We all have skills and abilities to share. And you, know, you might not be a comedian, but you have something to give. And to use Michael Jr.'s metaphor, we've been set up to give. And that's the second essential when it comes to being more intentional about giving. Realize that you've been set up to give. And Michael Jr. talks about the setup, right, and the punchline. He says the setup, uh, he explains that as, as the 
the, the piece of the joke that gets people going in the direction you want them to go. And uh, so the example that he gives is that his son comes up, you know, out of the blue, and he says, Dad, I, I want to be a doctor someday. And so, you know, he's like, yes, my son, the doctor. You know, and he's got the audience going the direction he wants them to go because everybody wants their son to be a doctor, or most people want their son to be a doctor. And then he does this dramatic turnaround, the punchline, right? And he says, or a dinosaur, you know? And, and it, it, it surprises everybody. The, the setup got the audience going in one direction, and then the punchline turns them around and, and surprises them, take, catches them off guard. It's unexpected, so much so that they laugh and they experience joy. And, you know, God has set us all up to deliver an unexpected punchline. And God had set Zacchaeus up, but he didn't realize it. He had the gift of administration, obviously. He had the ability to make money. He'd been elevated to a position of power and prestige. But instead of using all of those things for God and, and his glory, he used them for himself. And, and he did what everyone living by worldly standards would do. He was living a life without a punchline, though. You know, the story about a guy who buys a Mercedes and, you know, a mansion and all that, you know, that story doesn't have a punchline. But when he gives some of that away, uh, like, you know, Bill Gates, he's, got a, he's putting, adding a punchline to his story with all that he's doing to, to get rid of malaria and things around the world. And the truth is that we've all been set up. God has blessed you with all kinds of resources that we just talked about. And even more than these temporary resources, he's given us great spiritual blessings. Uh, in Abby's group, we, we, one of the scriptures that we were looking at, I think it was last week or the week before, I guess the week before, was that scripture uh, where in John fifteen fifteen, where Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends, right? Because I've told you everything. I've revealed everything to you that the Father's told me. And so we're, we're kind of like these insiders. <laughs> we know what God is up to in the world. We're no, we're, he no longer calls us servants. He calls us friends. We've, we've been come, brought into the inner circle. This is some of the setup that God has given us. And then beyond that, he's given us his Holy Spirit who tells us, Everything teaches us the truth, who tells us everything that God's going to do in the future. And, and so he, we can know what God wants to do and what God is doing all around us. So that's part of our setup, too. And, and we need to realize all the things that God has poured into us. And then we have the choice to use those resources for ourselves or to use them to deliver a punchline. And that's the third essential to being more intentional about giving. Know your punchline and then deliver it. Remember, the punchline is that reversal when the unexpected happens, right? And, you know, if I ask you, what are the resources? How has God set you up? What has God given you? You can probably all list, you know, well, I've got a house. I, I've, I've got, uh, I'm gifted in this. I've got this much money, I've got this, this, and this. You can probably list all of your resources. But if I ask the question, what's your punchline? 
Do you know the answer to that question? Michael Jr. knew his. He said, my punchline is to make laughter common in uncommon places. That's like a mission statement for his life. What, what is your punchline? How can you use God's blessings, to, to that, the things that he set you up with, to make the unexpected happen in places and for people that God has set you up to bless? Uh, today's takeaway, you've been set up to deliver a unique punchline. Every person has different abilities. We're all wired differently. We have different past experiences, some good, some bad. God wants to use it all. You know, we think uh, the hurts and things, we want to just forget them and get past them. But God wants to use those things. Uh, he'll, he'll use it all, every resource, every skill. Uh, God has poured all these things into our life to make a difference in the kingdom. And Paul talks about this in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Uh, so when you volunteer at the freeze store or the food bank or help at a school or serve in the children's ministry or clean the, the church, uh, Barb and Keith did that for, for years, and now a bunch of people are just doing that. It's a little bit like Jesus washing people's feet, right? I mean, cleaning the toilets and, and things like that for people. That's an unexpected thing that adds value, brings joy to others. And, and when you make the shift from getting more for yourself and, and give it to giving more so that others can have a better life or so that others can have eternal life, then you deliver your punchline. If we're going to love like Jesus, it means laying our life down for others. And he talks about this in John 15, 13. This is our memory verse, so let's read it together. John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15, 13. God's uniquely wired you to give, to deliver a punchline that brings life to others, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about some ways that we can do that. On the back of your connection card, there's uh, some things that you, ways you can respond to the message and things you can do in the next couple of weeks here. The first is to memorize our memory verse from John 15:13. The second says, I'm going to ask God to help me discover what my unique punchline is and then watch for ways to deliver it. The third, third says, I'll be intentional about making the daily shift from getter to giver during the three weeks of this series. Of course, you want to do that beyond that, but it takes 21 days to, to form a habit, right? So, all right, let's pray. Loving God, we thank you. Um, you have given us so much. Uh, sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes we don't share it like we ought to. But, uh, but we thank you this morning for all the blessings that you've poured into our life. We thank you for this church its ministries in this area and, and the way that it has impacted so many lives already. We pray that you continue to use us and help us, God, every day to make that shift from getter, uh, going uh, to get things for ourselves, but to give to others. And I thank you, God, for each person here, their love for you and the way that they've done that in the past. Help us to do it more and more for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray.
ね。